Welcome to another episode of Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I guess we can start saying that since we now have three weekly podcast programs. This one, Gear 30, the original Blister Podcast, and our newest edition, All Things Climbing. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and as always, you can check us out online at blisterreview.com. Today's episode is a roundtable recap from Denver with four other Blister reviewers, where we start to sort out some of the most interesting new gear we saw at the Outdoor Retailers slash SIA trade show. We hope you've been following us along on Instagram because we put up about a hundred Insta stories that captured pretty well, I think, the highlights of what we were seeing. So if you aren't following us on Instagram, you can find us at at Blister Review. For this roundtable conversation, I was joined by reviewers Sasha Anastas, Kristen Sinat, Sam Shaheen, and Luke Kappa. We talk about a ton of gear, so check our show notes to this episode on the website or on your phone if you want to jump around in our conversation. This On the Road episode of Gear 30 is presented by Marble Brewery, and the big news that we've been sitting on for a while now is that Marble's head brewer Joshua Trujillo has actually been brewing up a specific beer for us. When Justin, Bob, and I hung out with Joshua at the brewery, I told him about my love of scotch ales and that he and Marble ought to do one. And then a couple weeks later, I got an email from Joshua saying that he'd been working on a scotch ale for me and that it ought to be ready in a few more weeks. So that is all pretty damn awesome and I can't wait to see what Joshua came up with. But for now, go to marblebrewery.com to check out all of Marble's offerings, and we're going to check back in with Joshua soon to see about that Scotch Ale. And now, let's talk about some of this brand spanking new gear from SIA with Sasha, Kristen, Sam, and Luke. So, here we are after two to three days. They all blur together. God, it's three days. Uh, Here we are after three days at Outdoor Retailer slash SIA. Luke, what is the official name of this thing we're at? I think it's Outdoor Retailer plus Snow Show. Outdoor Retailer plus Snow Show. That is the thing that we have been at uh, for three days. Um, And I am joined by Luke Kappa. Say hi, Luke. Hello. <laughs> Let's see, Luke, is this what, how many times have you been on a Blister podcast? This is my third. The first was SIA last year, then the Buyer's Guide, and now this one. Okay. Uh, we also have here Sam Shaheen. Hello. Where are you heading on Tuesday, Sam? <laughs> Tuesday, I go to Japan, Niseko, Hokkaido, North Island, uh, for hopefully very much powder skiing. Yeah. I think you are going to get that. So we don't like Sam. <laughs> uh, and then to my right, we have Sasha Anastas. Hello. Did I say it right? Anastas. 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 Um, your first time on a Blister podcast? Yes, very much so. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, and then last but definitely not least, Kristen Sinnott. Close. I always say her name wrong. We've been friends for a thousand years about, and I'm, I'm still working on it. How do you like to pronounce your last name? Uh, well, I like to pronounce it green most of the time, but uh, <laughs> my married name's Sanat. Sanat. Okay. Um, so, I, every honestly, we're all really hungry and kind of 
um, out of it and probably pretty inarticulate if you can't already tell, but, um, it has been three days on the floor. Um, and honestly, it's been pretty interesting. And I think the first thing to say is this is the first year where outdoor retailers has combined with SIA. Um, and that definitely has made an impact. Um, so I think the most noticeable thing is it, the show was busier and more crowded this year than in the past several years. Um, there was a really good, frankly, kind of energy to things. Uh, and then the last important thing to say is I didn't know where anything was (laughs) just at all. It was impossible. (laughs) I didn't know where anything was. But it was uh, nice. You had a built-in excuse for every meeting you relate to. It's like, oh, I just I had no idea. Where you guys yeah, were. <laughs> I had that built-in excuse, and every time I was not lying. <laughs> yeah, so it's true. But um, honestly, it was. It was pretty cool. It, uh, it just was. I think a pretty pretty good vibe. And um, and then most importantly, like my food the last three days. <laughs> like this morning was really great because we got we got like waffles or no no, pancakes pancakes. like wheat pancakes like little dollar size ones that was big and then lunch was actually jake strasberger at atomic gave me a pop tart (laughs) so i had a pop tart lunch compared to the past two days right right so today was actually i ate like a king today um but uh anyway uh I think all in all, we were. Um, it, it was interesting to see ORSIA, and I think um, I think it's a good thing for the trade show, um, right? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of life on the floor this year, and so much to see. It's not just the typical show floor. Not only that is wall to wall packed, like mm-hmm. so much packed that there's booths over the restaurants. Like there's no food on the on the floor, which is really tough. But there's also the entire lower level. I mean. We've been here three days and I've maybe seen 5% of the booths. Hmm. It's just, it's gargantuan. Granted, a lot of the booths you don't want to see, but. Um, yeah, there were some like trinket booths that uh, actually, Kristen's making a face at me. I think she liked the trinket booths. No, booths. I, 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 don't, I don't want to bash any of the booths. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I could, but I don't want to. Yeah. And it, so it was kind of overwhelming on that front. I mean, like I, I am going to be back tomorrow, but, um, definitely did not cover everything. Um, so tonight the goal is, um, just to one, collect our own thoughts on some of this, but, uh, give you guys a sense of a few of the, the highlights, um, and we will also be publishing on the site, like our annual amazing blister best of awards, <laughs> uh, the best awards in the industry. Um, I still love trade show awards. Like we started the blister best of awards as a, like to make fun of all of the awards that come out of SIA. And my absolute favorite was there was some magazine had their like sign on a ski <coughs> that I looked at and I had talked with the designer about this ski and the ski was um, like unskiable. Like this, the design was wrong and I showed it to the designer and he's like, Oh, it's unskiable. And it had a best in show or something. And it's like, so 
If you know, I don't, I was about to say, if you know who you are magazine, but, but I'm sure they don't know who they are, but they thought it like they liked the colors or something. So anyway, good job there, ski industry. Yeah. I Wait. saw a few very questionable best of show placements too. Yeah. Yeah. Keep kicking ass ski media. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so let's, let's talk about it a little. Let's get into the specifics. Um, uh, Sasha. You get to go first because you were the most excited. One thing. Tell me one thing you saw. Well, I guess generally speaking, the one thing we saw, at least with the women-specific skis, which is kind of where I paid most of my attention to, is um, a narrowing of the underfoot. They still offer wide skis, but um, we're seeing a lot more skis, um, kind of mid-80s, um, upper 70s um, millimeters underfoot. So that's interesting. I think... Um, Blizzard came out with uh, a Shiva that's a 93. So that should be um, fun to hmm. compare that to their um, Black Pearl line. Um, let's see what else. Atomic, or not Atomic, sorry, uh, Vocal went ahead and their line that was formerly just Shrink It and Pink It, they did a fully 100% women-specific design this year. So they um, actually don't have the aura coming up that has been retired and they're bringing out a new ski called the secret, um, a little bit narrower underfoot again, um, but a hundred percent women's design, not just, um, the mantra with some lighter metal pulled out and, and then the top sheet. So that's yeah, interesting. I mean, that, that secret's on the same sort of platform as that M5, but definitely yeah. with the diff- its own shape and its own core profile. Yeah. Um, but still with that sort of Court like same technology, but they're calling the Titan all frame. Yeah, um, it looks like a, it looks like a cool ski, and that 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 mantra. I know Jonathan, you were you were super impressed by the construction on that thing. Yeah, um, we're excited to give some more time on that ski. Yeah, we. I mean, we've been talking about sort of this notion of women's specific stuff for over the years, like internally, back and forth, and and I was just I mentioned this. Uh, as we were talking to the Black Crows folks on like last week's podcast or whatever it was. And it was very interesting to come in at this show and getting different takes on quote unquote women's skis and whether to go women specific or whether or not to. And so again, I, I hope I want to come back and revisit this topic in a much bigger way. Um, but uh, yeah, like we saw just a number of different ways to approach this topic. And uh, so anyway. And, and just on that note, um, there are companies that are still providing a really solid unisex line like like Kesley. They they don't, everything um, is the same. They just offer shorter sizes, which is what the women's lines tend to do. They tend to be kind of a manski either um, with a little bit lighter design, um, cooler top sheet if you ask me, and then shorter sizes. Um, but yeah, Kesley, Kesley stuck with the unisex and, and, and yeah, they've got a really strong line too. Luke. One thing that impressed me or yeah. did I notice? I know Sasha just listed 37. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I'll try and keep it shorter. Yeah. Um, we talked to the people at Gore and a bunch of actual manufacturers that are using their fabrics. And the main thing is that Gore is finally kind of easing up on their regulations when they had just their Gore-Tex products in order to, or in order for a company to manufacture a Gore-Tex product, it has to pass a ton of really specific standards, not just like the fabric itself and the face fabric and the lining, but also like what types of zippers they use, where they're placed, 
Um, and that kind of leads to some stagnation as far as design goes when all these companies are limited by the same guidelines. And so this year they split up, Gore split up their line of um, materials into Gore-Tex Black Diamond, which is their traditional fully waterproof, fully seam sealed stuff um, that we're used to. And then Gore Infinium, which is their non-fully waterproof windstopper now falls under that umbrella. And they're moving into a lot of lifestyle products too. Um, But the result of that was we saw a lot of companies using um, like hybrid um, technology, like a soft shell and a hard shell mixed together, or um, Gore-Tex Active is now being used more. They're letting them use different backers. We're seeing um, Gore-Tex Active used with a CNET backer. I believe Black Diamond did that. Um, so it's really interesting because I think like Gore-Tex is great at, they've been great at keeping you dry from a waterproofing standpoint, but they're finally now being a little bit more flexible as far as uh, garments that are a bit more breathable and a bit more yeah. versatile. Well, and I mean, too, just to, just to hammer that home, Gore in the past has been sort of like this, the, the sheriff, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to do it this way. Like, for instance, active shell pieces, they had, you had to use zippers of a certain width and you had to have total garment weights under a certain amount and you could only use certain cuts, like 13 ounces was the upper limit on an active shell piece. And so people stopped using it because it was just like, I can't design within those constraints. I'm just going to make the exact same jacket as the, as the next guy. Mm-hmm. But now like Armada is using interesting, like seam taping things on their cuffs. Mammut has a dyed backer, um, the active shell seam it, the hybrid pieces, which you could never do in the past. All the hybrid pieces used to have to be proprietary because mm-hmm. Gore wouldn't do it. So it's, that's cool. And that's, I, you know, this is sort of the first year of that, and I'm really excited to see where it goes in the future. Yeah, it's not like there was a lot of crazy stuff coming out <clears throat> now, but Gore letting up is a big story, Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Kristen? Uh, one thing I saw, I was really hopefully getting to try at some point, um, I love the Atomic Hawks Ultra XTD, um, and Technica just came out with the boot that I think is fairly comparable. Um, but built more for an AT instead of just taking the Alpine one and altering it to an AT boot. It's a Technica Zero G Tour Scout and a 115 stated flex. So, um, hmm. yeah, I'm super excited about that and seeing some of the AT or um, AT Alpine combi kind of boots out there. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> do you know offhand that, what's, it called, what's the women's one called? The Technica Zero Zero G Tour Scout. Zero G Tour Scout and the men's version is called. Well, they have two versions. Um, there's yeah, a pro there's also version. a Scout version in the men's. That's right. right. Yeah. So there's a G- Zero G Tour Pro and it has um it's carbon upper cuff, and then they have the Zero G Tour Scout. That's right. Which is more comparable to the the women's. Yeah. Okay. Can either of you guys talk about that Zero G? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zero G Tour Pro. Let's talk about that one on the on the men's side. Well, and and they did mention um, that it, it is a unisex boot in the sense that it comes in a twenty two five. So oh, they didn't oh the Zero G Tour Pro. Yeah, does? yeah so they oh, cool. yeah, so they didn't want to make a woman's version specific because it has the they did it in the shorter length. So there's well. a twenty two five in that. Yeah, in the Zero G props. Pro. That's interesting. That's awesome. yeah, Apologies awesome. to every other boot manufacturer that's doing that. But if we don't know, then that's on you for that we don't know. But that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Really yeah, cool. No, huh. Interesting. Okay. Um, was it just the Zero-G Tour Pro? Like, not the... Well, so the Zero-G Tour Scout, they make a men's and a women's version. Okay. So, so just, just if you want that carbon upper cuff yep. um, 
then you, yeah, it's unisex. So this is ah, the lightest. Yeah, props. That's like yeah, probably the lightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing is felt sort of crazy light. Um, like, isn't that like that Mistrali weight class? You know that, like thirteen. Thirteen fifty is what 15. I was guessing. Yeah, they. So in the past, they had the ZRG guide. Pro or something, which Paul reviewed, and that was essentially the Technica Kochi's boot, but in all Gorilla Mid, I believe. Um, so same exact mold, um, and they it kind of overlapped as far as the target market. Um, so they did a completely different mold. The buckles are different. I believe the walk mode is totally different. Yeah. It's all external, yeah. uh, really beefy. Um, so that's, yeah, it's an exciting boot. Yeah, mm-hmm. super interesting. Mm-hmm. Sam, did I give you, did we do your one thing yet? Uh, no. What's uh, your one thing, Sam? So I've got so many things written down. Um, We're just going to leave <laughs> while okay. Sam does the rest of this podcast for us. Well, I have one thing written down that's underlined twice and starred, and that's mogul skis. Yeah. Uh, companies are making mogul skis, and I'm psyched on it. <laughs> I want a couple pairs. One of the things that stood out, and it's... I got to kind of wrap my head around this. Um, We've talked about this little thing we're seeing with inbounds boots getting lighter. I mean, first of all, all the AT boots just seem to be dropping weight like a wrestler, you know, four days before a meter. It's crazy how light that stuff is getting. Um, But we keep seeing the inbounds boots getting lighter too. And I'm actually, I had an interesting conversation. It was with, uh, head actually they're doing an inbounds boot that's 1500 grams and the explanation um that i'm really just curious about because they they were kind of saying like for certain people who just maybe don't get to ski all the time or just or whatever like that lighter equipment will let these people ski a longer day And I don't know if that's, like, a thing or not, but if it is a thing, that strikes me as a very... Because I've always been, like, obviously, I've been on record, like, a thousand times. Like, why the hell would you lighten up inbound stuff? But I think if there's really people who are like, hey, I just kind of get tired and kind of feel like I'm losing my legs, I don't know. Um, If that's really a thing, then there's now a pretty legit-looking 1,500-gram... Uh, inbounds boot. I mean, it's not just head. Everyone's making that Well, boot. that light, though. That I mean, light. yeah. Well, yeah, that, that light. But, but so. the idea of lightweight alpine boots. Right. I mean, Solomon has a new one. Dalbello has a new one. The K2 Pinnacle K- series. The Hawks boots. I mean, everyone has one. Yeah. It's, what, it's what's happening. Yeah, and we, did, we just did a few days ago our initial look on the K2 Recon 130. And honestly, that boot feels solid. Uh, to me. And so I don't know, it's just going to be interesting to see how this stuff goes, but I'm coming around on like, I think like ski equipment should just meet a need. And if that is a thing where people are like, I'm just fatiguing out and I'm, I'm stopping skiing sooner than maybe I'd want to, I'm all for trying to take care of that. Like, I don't know. haven't skied this stuff, but yeah. And in fact, uh, um, Nordica 2 has uh, a boot in that, the, the pro, pro Machine. Pro machine yeah. um, and that's interesting because it's actually decidedly heavier 
then like this really lightweight, some of the lightweight boots, that thing's coming in at I think around 1900 grams. And so they're like, we've done a, you know, they're like, we weren't really trying to like build this really lightweight boot, but this was our version of what a modern ski boot should be like. And I thought that was kind of an interesting take. So again, every company is like, you know, everybody's sort of positioning themselves in a different way, but you know, Nordica was like, look, you know, materials are different now than they were 20 years ago. And this boot, this pro machine, they, they're saying, you know, we think this reflects that. Um, so I don't know. We'll see where it all goes. Yeah. The um, pro machine sounds really interesting from Nordica. Uh, it's replacing the GPX next year. And for the women's version, it has a higher cuff um, and it comes in a 115 flex. Sure. So it sounds pretty good. So yeah. Anyways. And um, if you still want a walk mode on your lightweight boot, you have more options than ever, too. Than ever. Oh, yeah. yeah like, oh, yeah. Um, pretty much any company that was coming out with a lightweight Alpine boot also has a lightweight 50-50 boot. Yeah. Um, Head has their core boot. Um, Fisher has the Ranger. Lang redid the Free Tour. It's now called the XT Free. They offer it in a 140 flex, which yeah. is interesting. Um, <laughs> and in addition to all the other boots from last year, yeah, I mean, you have an option probably to find the one that fits you right, and they're all coming in at nearly the same weight. Yeah, and uh, like Rosignol has this mm, Rosignol yeah. All Track. I think it's forgive us, uh, but I think it's called the Rosignol All Track LT One Thirty. And I have to say personally, apologies to Rosignol, but it's the first Rosy boot that I've been like really quite interested it's in. It's all black. All no, 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 all no. You know, I'm actually on record. I'm on record now. I, apparently, I was being taped when I wasn't aware I was being taped. So that's like illegal, Sam. But I'm on... I, 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 I like post, I like white boot stees, but uh, that boot just looks interesting. And um, it's coming in lighter than the Lang Free, Free Tour XT. Um, and uh, yeah, um, it just looks like a pretty interesting update and innovation it, in that Rosignol all track line. Um, so yeah, I mean, boots, boots are getting good. I think it's just like, what do you want? What do you want to go do? Here's six different options. Even if you like full tilt boots, you can have a touring boot now. (laughs) There you go. Well, and and it's funny because a lot of the boots are almost identical. At least the walk modes are borrowed straight from that new Mistrali. Or that Mistrali that was new last year. I mean, that zero G walk mode. Yeah, the, on the more the touring side. The more touring boots. specific yeah, that boots. that big beefy external lock. Because it backbone. works mm-hmm. really yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Um, at least on that Mistrali, it works well. So I, I'm, I'm psyched to get on some of those, those other boots and see how they work. Granted, like, there's exceptions. The Hoji is obviously a totally different walk mode concept. Um, but there's, there's a lot of interesting boots in that space. Um, where do we want to go from there? Should we do bindings? Let's talk about bindings, Sam. All right, yeah. So there are a lot of cool bindings at the show. Um, Obviously, the shift, we've done a lot of coverage on that binding, but that thing is getting a ton of attention, and rightfully so. It's really, really interesting. It's a 50-50 binding. Uh, It's elastic. It tours. It's pretty light. It's powerful. How many days do you think you have on it now, Sam? Because you're the guy, I mean, you've yeah. been you've been the guy at Blister putting the most time on it. Yeah, probably uh, 15, 10 or 15 days, something yeah. like that, somewhere yeah. in that range. And every time I ask you, how's it going, you're just like, dude, it skis really well. It skis really well. Yeah. Like, there's a few little quirks about it that um, 
that we'll, we'll see if they get addressed or how, how they get addressed, but they're small. Mm-hmm. You know, overall, the thing skis really well, tours really well, um, performance is high. Yep. So from the shift, what's the other binding you want to talk about? Well, so the shift is sort of that like full featured heavy thing, but there's two really cool full featured ultralight touring bindings, the G3Z and the marker Alpinist. So the G3Z is essentially an ion. Every single feature that the ion has at 345 grams without the brake, which is crazy light considering that ion is an over 600 gram binding. Um, so it essentially renders the ion and the ion LT dead if it performs, if, if yeah. it doesn't break, all that stuff. But it has a lot like the standover height is less because it doesn't have all the, you know, they shaved weight pretty much everywhere. It's lower to the ski. It's lighter. It has all the same features. It works pretty much the exact same. Um, and that ion has been a really reliable, easy to use binding for us. And I think the Z looks really, really interesting, especially at that, at that weight class. Hmm. And then the marker Alpinist is sort of that same thing, but even lighter. It's coming in at 245 without a break and pretty much the same feature set. It's, you know, forward pressure elasticity in the heel. You have the option of a break. You have um, pin, you know, standard pin binding feature set. Then there's also the Black Diamond. So Black Diamond um, is now uh, working with ATK. Um, who had very minimal distribution in North America, uh, and they're re- basically rebranding ATK bindings under the Helio name. Um, they're doing, I think it's four. There's like the Helio 200, 180, and then two lighter ones, basically really minimal ultralight bindings, um, traditional textile. But um, people who people in North America who wanted the ATK uh, bindings and weren't able to get it because it was really difficult. Um, now have an option through Black Diamond, which is interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, they're not rebranding that that the ATK Raider, Raider yeah. series, which is they're more like chargey binding, um, but it's more on the schemo side of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, I talked to told the outerwear dorks to talk about outerwear, and then all they did was start talking about bindings. <laughs> I can talk about clothes. I, I kind of want to talk about skis. We, let's go to skis, and if we have time, we'll come back to outerwear. Okay. <laughs> um, what skis do we want to talk about? Okay, I'm going to go first on this one. Because <laughs> I have to say, there. first of all, I, I got asked a ton by people, like, what did you see? What have you seen that's interesting? And I have to say, the thing that... I was not, frankly, that interested in personally coming into the show. I I just, the new mantra, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. There's a new mantra. I really was impressed by the look and the flex pattern of that thing. Um, Far more than I sort of anticipated. But when I actually got the thing in hand, um, I think it looks really interesting. And um, I can't wait to get it on snow and... You know, we we talked with Vocal, like we want to get on that thing in a couple different lengths. Um, at, I think at least the 177 and the 184 and then possibly and hopefully the 191 as well. Um, but that ski just looks interesting. Um, and I can't wait to go put it up against a number of the other um, skis in that, you know, kind of 95 to 100 category. Um, but yeah, I think that's quite interesting. I think, just as an aside, I, I feel like 
in this like 92 to 97 range, there was a lot going on. I feel like that 95 underfoot range was a category that at least, I don't know, it just, I didn't feel like there was a lot going on in that space. There's a lot going on in that space now. Uh, Rossignol has an experience 94 that I think looks really good. Um, Atomic has a new vantage line and, and I found myself, you know, they were kind of really excited about the 107, the vantage 107. I kept staring at the, the vantage 97. Um, I just think the flex pattern, the weight of that thing, everything looks really interesting. So, um, I can't remember back when I was that excited about the kind of 92 to that kind of 92 to 97, but that's, that's not the case now. And another ski, by the way, Armada has this Invictus 99 that I think looks quite interesting. And I don't know how this is going to shake out in terms of, you know, super big top end versus mix of playfulness and stability, but it's going to be pretty fun locating all of these things. Anybody else? Well, yeah, and I noticed too that there were a few companies that sort of filled in their lineups in that narrower, you know, like Blizzard has that that new wrestler, that, that narrower wrestler. The nine, wrestler nine, nine, yeah. Shiva nine. The Shiva nine, yeah. yeah. That, that one I'm really excited to try because um, uh, it's right between, so let's see, the Black Pearl comes in the 98s and then the... Gosh, 88? Eight, no, the 98s and then, what's the largest one? No, that oh, is right. Black, yeah, 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 yeah. 88 and 98. Um, and so that's right between the two. Um, and then, of course, you've got your Shivas, which are, like, I think, one... What's that underfoot on the Shivas? 102 yeah. So um, I'm really interested to see how that compares to the Shivas and the Black Pearls. It seems like it's a really good hybrid ski, so... Did you see any skis that, Kristen, that you... that grabbed your attention? Uh, well, I, I have the Trace 98s, um, which are a combination kind of of the BJJ and... Armada Trace Center. 98. Yeah, Armada Trace um, and the TSTWs. Um, and they've been super fun, and they come in a 98 uh, and a 108. I think there's an and an 88, 88 yeah. as well. Yeah. The 98 have been fun, and I'm sure the 108 would be nice to especially compare with like a Line Pandora 110 or anything like that. Yeah. Or the old Line Pandoras. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some... Yeah, it, that's another thing I think to say is on the women's side, I mean, both Sasha and Kristen and like every other woman we know has like loved that Line Pandora. And... By the way, Line redid the Pandora, so that's new and different, but it does feel like there's a number of different contenders now, and I'm just going to be curious to see what you guys all end up saying, because I feel like that Pandora was kind of like, for certain women, Like it seems like everybody I know who got on it really liked it, And um, but man, when I was looking at that Trace 108, I was like, this thing looks really good. Um, and uh, the new rev- the revamped Pandora, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to be curious to see what you guys think of it. Anything else from you guys? Um, well, with everyone doing lighter skis in general, um, you're starting to get a few more options. Uh, and me, someone who prefers more playful skis with more forward mounts, um, there's, a, there's a few more options. Atomic got rid of the Backlund 109 and replaced it with Backlund 107 and focused it more as a serious touring ski now so it's they said it's coming in somewhere around 
1500 grams and I think um, the current 109 is like more like 18 to 1900 so shaved off a serious amount of weight um, so I'm interested in that because it is a bit of more playfully shaped ski which is always interesting and then um, Scott uh, they redid their basically their whole line and they have a scrapper 105 which was the Punisher 105 which they say is coming in around 1700 grams I think um, so touring weight for some people including myself um, so it'd be nice to be able to get a fairly light ski that's still for people that want to play around in the backcountry, um, have some yeah. options there, which is always interesting. Yeah. 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 And I mean, going, going back to touch on atomic, you know, they redid the Ben Shetler and that same idea, shave off some weight, you know, they redid their sort of the horizon tech and the tip to shave a bunch of weight there and then change the core and lay up a bit to, I think they'd say, what, 20% lighter or something I, I like don't that. know what it was, but that was a heavy ski before. Yeah, yeah um, it's not And it did heavy. not feel heavy. They're using yeah. a Karuba wood core now, which is, I believe, what Head uses in their core skis. Um, hmm. So, yeah, the, it, was a, yeah, it was a very heavy ski. And they yeah. offered an, a, a Bench Hitler 100 now, yeah. Yeah. which is filling a gap that they've had in their line for a little while now. Yeah, so a narrower Bench Hitler with less tail splay, Definitely more directional, but it yeah. looks it looks it looks fun. Mm-hmm. It looks fun for sure. Hmm. What else on the ski side? I I, I think I want to give just a quick shout out at least to. It's weird, like this one's so subjective, but uh, you know, we, every year we've kind of done the like the product you most want to steal from the show, and I. I don't know if this is my final answer, but that Dina Star mm-hmm. Proto thing looks cool. Um, that is, yeah. I I I got. I want to think about it more because honestly, like, it's weird. While I when people are like, "What's the big standout thing at this show?" I don't feel like there's like the thing, but there's like a hundred things that like on, you know, on outerwear, on boots. And on skis that like I'm quite interested in. So, but that that proto um, it's kind of yeah, yeah proto factory. It's 118 underfoot. It's pretty straight. It has a solid shovel on it. Um, in a way, nothing real fancy in in that sense. And I think I apparently I like boring stuff or something. But it looks really good. And that's the thing. Like you know. Um, with a bit of snow on the ground, like that's the thing I'd be tempted to run out of here, see if the security guards, <laughs> see if I could outrun the security guards. But, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we should be getting on that pretty soon. Um, so I'll tell you what I'd want to steal. What would you steal? And that G three Z binding looks really, really huh. cool. That's your, okay. I mean, yeah, all the features of an ion at half the weight and that ion, I love that binding. Hmm. So I'm, I'm psyched on that. Um, if I had to steal, well, there's a lot of skis that are kind of equal, like the Scott Scrapper 105, the new Fisher Ranger FR, um, I think it's one, FR 102, um, it's basically a twin version of the Ranger series, got some metal in it, um, but looks pretty fun and flexed pretty solid from what I remember, so feels like it'd be pretty supportive. And then, um... But on the apparel side, which is what I focused on mostly, Strafe redid their Sham series, um, as well as the Recon series, two jackets that we like a lot. Um, really big focus on air permeability, um, and they look really interesting. So I would definitely grab those. Cool. 
Sasha, I think if we were being real, if we were going to keep it real, I think your answer would be the waffles. <laughs> well, to be fair, they were They're, giving them away. They were giving we didn't away. steal any of them. <laughs> no, we didn't okay. steal. Oh, I stole some food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Yeah, they're out in a basket. Honestly, I was more excited about the beer at the end of the day, though. You're the waffles were good, but I was, uh, yeah, the beer. I was all she, it was Kristen was the waffle queen. I went back She went twice. twice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got no it, waffles at this also show. Also, maple creamies. Darn tough. Maple well creamies with bacon. With bacon. With bacon. They do that every year. Yeah, you should come every year. Yeah. Get that. I didn't get ice cream either, but uh, yeah. damn it. Maple cream. I'm bad at SIA. <laughs> the line was so big every time I walked past that it, booth. It, it went, it, it it went, went like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Sasha, what would you steal? I would steal the um, Hotronics uh, heated socks for sure. Mm-hmm. So, close contender would be the actual boot warmers, but um, yeah, they, they looked pretty comfy. The seams where the where the um, actual heat packs were. Like, so describe this crazy. to people listening. What is this? It's a heated so, sock. It's a heated sock, yeah. I mean, it's Sydney Rage. It's, 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 well, they've been out for, some of them have been out since, what, 2011? Then oh, they wow. went bankrupt, that one company. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Weird. These have been like years. <laughs> no, like they're, because you don't, they're not specific to a boot, right? Yeah. So if the sock wears out, you replace the sock, but you yeah. still have the battery charger. It seems like the socks are a little bit more high maintenance than, say, just a boot warmer. You have to wash them, especially. Um, all sorts of stuff. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. You lost Well, you it. don't have to wash them if you don't wash your current ski socks. It's not like something new there. Okay, cool. I'm back <laughs> in the game. <laughs> but they have the coils in the toe area underneath. Yeah. Um, you, you can't really feel them, and the battery attaches to the cuff of the sock, and you fold the sock over. And, and some are Bluetooth, actually. You can actually sit on the lift, and you can have... Um, what were the two settings that she said? It was One was a Motion, an, active set, yeah. an active setting, and then one setting where you're sitting on the lift. So you... Heat it up more for you the lift. You heat it up more for the lift, yeah, and then action. <laughs> it's kind of blew our mind. <laughs> you wow. had, like, a little heat tile on your phone. It was amazing. You had yeah. eight options, just like a thermostat. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, that would be the one thing I'd make off with. Wow. Because mm-hmm. they also come in at about $300. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Are you kidding? Well, so if, mm-hmm. you, if the, the sock itself, if you have to replace it's $100. The, $100 for the sock? Mm-hmm. Well, because it's got the coils inside, the coils. right? And they're oh wool, and they, they seem like a nice design. They've been holding it for years. What are the odds of getting electrocuted while wearing... You? Probably high. For us, <laughs> you'd be fine. Fair enough. Mine might catch on fire, just yeah. saying. In your ski boot. In my ski boot, it would probably catch on fire, knowing my luck. I just have to yeah. say... I didn't know about these until Christmas time, and my brother got one for his wife. And we were in New England, uh, or their Maine, and it was super cold. I was like, "That's brilliant." Does she, would, is she I in on them? Definitely, yeah. And he bought a pair of socks because they have a kid and they don't ski at the same time, so they share the battery. So then they, yeah. Oh so she'll God. go out and yeah, they don't need two batteries, so they save you know a couple hundred bucks that way. All right, what's this thing called? Hotronics sock. Electrocuted expensive oh. sock ever. <laughs> well, I think we only saw two of like the three companies we're aware of, and they're all about three hundred. So it okay. might not be the most expensive. <laughs> it's okay. up there though. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you can wear them, you know, hiking or Nordic skiing. It doesn't have they to do be have just in your options. ski boot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I would steal. Yeah, yeah. Kristen. <laughs> Back to my zero G tour scout woman. I, the Technica boots. I, think those look great cool interesting and, and the socks i would take those with i could put them in the boots and then take off okay yes mm-hmm. slick take the yeah cram the world's most expensive socks into the lightweight <laughs> boot. but then the whole thing about you got all these lightweight boots with a heavy battery sock it's not that heavy it's right. not 
No. It's like old cell phone it's batteries like a, is what it looks like. It's yeah. literally like the size of an old Maybe cell phone. Maybe um, yeah, the D size battery, kind of that. Okay. That way. Um, let's wrap this up. Uh, outerwear nerds, uh, give me, you have a total of three pieces you can talk about between the two of you. Use them. Oh, can I go first? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Tell me the mo- the three most important things I should know about from these three days at outdoor right. retail. Well, I mean, important is one thing. I want important. Time I don't... time will tell important, but I'll tell you what I think is cool. How about that? Okay. Rab has a piece called the Microlite Summit. And it uses, it's a, it's a puffy down jacket, which is obviously nothing new, but the weave technology they use on the face fabric is wild. So it doesn't have any sewn baffles. The baffles are sewn into the weave in two layers. So there's no seams between the down baffles and no holes, no down migration, no down loss. You cut, you, you, you cut back on potential durability issues with, with, you know, threads getting caught on trees and whatever. And you cut down on weight because there's no sewing. And in the long term, once the, you know, the workflow is good at the factories, you cut down on cost. So it's really, really cool. Um, Gore Stretch, or it's what, Gore-Tex Fabric with Stretch Technology. What's the acronym on that? So I know that outdoor research and memmut are both using it but it's uh bi-directional super stretchy gore-tex uh with a membrane it stretches like crazy yeah it's weird like, <laughs> yeah you, it the fabric it's almost like what you'd expect from some sort of knit fabric like and you can barely notice it when you're stretching around in it um very it's cool it's 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 cool it only comes in gray which is a downside. <laughs> Man, you are so picky about colorways. You're so bummed about that North Face piece you got. It's like, I look like an Easter egg. And then the other one's like, it's only in gray. Well, but it's, like, it's so it's hard galaxy. to please. Outer and galaxy. Galaxy is cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to say. But, I mean, colorway is half of outerwear. Like, that's a right. big part of it. All right. I agree to disagree. Mind. Agree to disagree. I'd, I'd check out the... Are you going to use the third? You're not even giving Luke a chance? You, you told me I had three. All right. Luke, you get one because Sam get, talks too much. All right, fine. You, 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 what you was your third? Me. Now I'm curious. Well, I was going to talk about um, high water column air perms, which I'm sure was on yeah, Luke's list. Yeah, talk about. You two are <laughs> so such I'll, dorks. I'll let Luke, I'll let Luke we, take it. <laughs> we decided... Was that this morning? We decided on the drive over today that we have to give a podcast to Sam and Luke and it's just going to be called like outerwear nerdery, and then <laughs> no uh, one will Dan Abrams, <laughs> yeah, and Flylo, uh, Flylo Gear, uh, Dan Abrams. He's going to be the call-in guest every week, and because uh, that was actually probably my favorite part of SIA was the Dan Abrams conversation with uh, with us um, nerding out about details of outerwear, and and I just kind of stood there while while Luke and Dan and Sam. Uh, just hit just new heights of nerdery um, that was impressive to behold. Well, Dan's Dan's fun to talk to. He's the man. So, Dan, uh, Dan is fun to was, talk to. That was a good meeting. Yeah. All right, and that's you, actually a good segue to yes. the, what we were going to talk about. Um, Flylo released what they're calling the perm, um, which is their uh, proprietary air permeable membrane, so like Event or Neo Shell. 
Um, and then Strafe is also doing a proprietary uh, air permeable membrane uh, that they're putting in the new Sham series. Um, and they're, I don't know what Sham's rating there's at, but Flylos is rated at 20K for waterproofing. So it's kind of halfway between NeoShell and Event. So kind of that happy medium, hopefully, for people maybe in wetter climates um, that weren't really comfortable with NeoShell but hopefully better breathability than Event, um, and they're able to bring the price point a little bit down because they're not using the third-party membrane. Hmm. Yeah, proprietary air perms I think could be really cool, and no one's really done like specific air perms at this higher level of waterproofness. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the breathability stacks up, but you know that's a huge complaint for NeoShell. Everyone in the Pacific Northwest is like, I just can't use it because it because I just get wet at 10k, and that's I think a fair a fair assessment. Um, so we'll see. We'll see with this with this perm. I've I've got a day in the jacket already, and I was pretty impressed by the breathability initially. Um, but we'll obviously put it through its paces a bit more. Mm-hmm. And we should be getting in that sham series hopefully soon. Okay. Two things I want to say. One, I think we're all real impressed with what Patagonia is doing on the whole. Mm-hmm. And um, so rather than go into all that, like. They're just, they just seem really on point, like more than I've ever, not, not to say like it shifted from last year to this year, but year over year, I, I just am impressed. I'm just really impressed. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to say, I can't believe how psyched the three of us were on the $130 piece from Flylo. The Richie, the Richie, stretch woven soft shell. Um, uh, in a in a yeah. convention center filled with like eight hundred dollar jackets and blah blah blah. This very simple, Sam. You you guys should talk about it. You'll you'll do it better. But yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's just like it looks really functional and comfortable. It's a stretch woven soft shell, a pretty thin face, but it's relatively tight. It stretches a lot. It's a simple silhouette. It's kind of got like retro notions logo detail work and um the colorways are cool and it looks like it looks like a cool piece at 130 bucks yeah and it looks like it's actually functional enough to wear like if someone likes to tour in a really breathable soft shell that'd be awesome like the strafe recon that i like seems like it'd be a really good um competitor yeah and um yeah the fabric that they use is actually what they used on the back of the baker bibs so it's really thin um but seems like it would be offer a good blend of weather resistance while being plenty breathable yeah yeah i'm psyched on that thing for sure well cool um we should wrap because i know (laughs) one more thing Uh (laughs) uh-huh i think we'd be remiss not to mention the scott boundary patrol um airbag pack oh yeah it yeah, is a new too. electric pack, and it's not run on lithium-ion batteries. It's run on super capacitors, <laughs> which basically sell themselves. Too, right? <laughs> and it has a double-A backup yeah. slash, like, charging option, but it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really super cool. cool. And yeah. the actual functionality of it seems really nice, too. It's yeah, like there's more than the Black Diamond. Yeah, and it's a lot lighter than yeah. the Black Diamond in Arcteric Systems, and mm. it's going to be really cool, I think. We should be getting on that very soon. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> I think, wow. It's gonna, if there's like, if someone threw this pack into this room right now, they'd be I like. Changed, <laughs> I changed my boat. We had the socks. You're going with That's the what I would take. Yeah. What's and I put the boots inside that. So wait, what's the name of this pack? Um, the Scott Backcountry Patrol AP. 30. AP30. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it's the the system is made by Alpride, who's been working with Scott a lot, um, and they do canister versions with them. But this, yeah, this new super capacitor, uh, I think it's coming in at like twelve hundred grams for the system, whereas the Arcteryx and Black Diamond ones are almost two thousand. Hmm. So it's if it works really well, it it'll be really impressive. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Can I? Am I allowed to stop now, Sam? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me look through my notes. <laughs> yeah, um, <you're> fine. <laughs> I think we can stop, ladies. Anything else? I think we covered it up. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. It's a good show. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's about to. We're it, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming coming mm-hmm. down the pike here, and uh, a lot that we didn't talk about. Too. A lot that we didn't talk about. So apologies, but like I've literally had like a couple dollar like silver dollar pancakes today and then some like snicker little mini snicker bar bites and then the pop tart from jake strasberger <laughs> which i'm super grateful so we're gonna go eat some food um and there is definitely more stuff to talk about i didn't even talk about the skinny skinny ski thing the like 68 millimeter to 71 um we're gonna be doing a bunch of this like go get our get our carve stees going um and so yeah so stay tuned check the site we'll be uh starting to cover a bunch of this stuff and uh that's where we are so have fun everybody thank you to luke and sam and sasha and Kristen, and we will talk to you guys all later that's it for this edition of Gear 30. Thanks to Sasha, Kristen, Luke, and Sam for the conversation. Thanks to Marble Brewery for sponsoring this episode. And thanks to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob. By the way, Justin, I brought you back from Denver a very sweet, very fat snowboard from Tahoe Labs to review. So you and I need to go get on snow soon. Be sure to subscribe to Gear 30 on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what we're doing here, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating or review in iTunes or tell your local bridge club about us or, you know, whatever. Thanks again, everybody, and we will talk to you again very soon.